Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. We're out of time. It is 7 a.m. on Thursday, and that means it is time for your daily financial news. If you are new to the channel, one of the uh, six days a week we do this daily show at 7:30, and then on Thursdays we make one exception. Uh, we do it at 7 a.m. That is because our weekly expert Jonathan Twomley needs to do our interview at 7:30. Hence, we go back earlier. And yes, it is Three Amigos Day at 12.30 Pacific, uh, which is a session I look forward to every week. So uh, good morning. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow's a big day. We get CPI. Uh, I still believe, I think expectations are 6-7. Uh, I am expecting 7-1. And uh, right now, I'm, I'm leaning towards the over, right? It's... Uh, it just feels like it is getting worse. But before we get started, we have someone to congratulate. Remember, folks, if you are part of One Rental at a Time, if you are watching this, listening to this on a podcast, we all can cheer for and congratulate folks that are doing the work and getting their first or next deal. We are doing this together. Remember, I want to help 1 million people over the next 50 years get their first or next deal, and I need your help. You need to share videos, like, comment. We need to get the YouTube algorithm having people look at channels like Dion Talk, like the Lumberjack, like myself, because we are really trying to help people. So this case, Justin, congratulations. I think I think you said this is your second deal. If so, congratulations. If I'm wrong and it's your first, congratulations. Either way, Justin, your card will go out in the mail. Remember, folks, you can get one of these too. You can be one of the first 500. Yes, on our road to 1 million, there will always be the first 500. If I help you in any way, you do not have to be a student. If you're a student, wonderful. You don't have to be. If you got the book and it helped, you count. If you watch the YouTube channel, you count. You listen on a podcast, you count. Your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your website, whatever it is, if I helped you in any way, let me know. I want to mail you a card and congratulate your success and count you on the road to 1 million as the first 500. Uh, yes, folks, we are now 30 people away from 24,000. It's a nice round number, 24K. Uh, yes, I do look forward to getting to 100,000 someday, somehow. But we will just keep doing videos every day trying to help folks, and eventually we will get there. It is Thursday, so we have to talk about the unemployment claims what what can we say? How about this? Lowest since, since September 6th, 1969. September 6th, 1969, the unemployment claims were 182,000. That is the last time the claims were this low. This Today was reported 184,000. Folks, the job market is getting better. I truly believe that Jerome Powell pivoted and he is about to become Paul Volcker. For those who don't understand the reference, here it is. For much of the 60s and the 70s, 
the Federal Reserve a la Jerome Powell was focused on jobs. Hence, inflation or stable prices ran amok, obviously impacted by the oil embargo. But alas, when you focus on jobs, pricing uh, can get out of hand. Jerome Powell, 18 months ago, at the depth of this crisis, focused on jobs or a la full employment. We are there, 4.2% unemployment, record low claims. He has pivoted. And why is the reference of Paul Volcker interesting? Because Paul Volcker is the guy who gets credit for raising rates and breaking the back of inflation. I suspect next week we will start to hear and see uh, Jerome Powell do this. How is it? How are we going to be able to see it? One, does Jerome Powell and the Fed get aggressive in lowering or tapering? Right, right now it's like five and ten billion. Do they double or triple that? Is there now real cause for rates to rise by the summer or even spring of next year? These will be signs that you and I can look for, and I think they're pretty obvious. But we shall see. Again, I can't believe it. Lowest since September 6th of 1969. The, the job market is strong, right? Jobs are plentiful, and I have more on that in a minute. Uh, we did have some earnings coming out. We had Hormel, kind of like Campbell, right? Kind of a uh, stay-at-home stock, uh, a stock up the cupboards. They beat top and bottom, and they had double-digit growth uh, across all categories. Impressive. Restoration Hardware, or RH, this is a company I highlighted on the weekend. I was like, hey, are the rich done, right? The K-shaped economy, are the top of the K still spending? The answer is they're still spending. RH beat top and bottom and raised guidance. Yes, folks, the rich are still spending. GameStop, GameStop reported a uh, widening loss. And still no strategy. The only strategy that I can see GameStop having is to keep slamming the market and slamming the retail investors with more shares and saying, thank you very much for strengthening our balance sheet. There's, they, they need a strategy. What, what the heck is going on at that company? Uh, back to the job market. <laughs> They're, uh, the uh, quit rate or quit ratio decreased slightly, still at an impressive 4.16 million folks quit last month. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's down from 4.36, but still 4 million people quit. The job market is great. If you want to raise, quit. If you, uh, you, know, if you are uh, getting one of your first jobs, it is a great, great time. Job openings also exploded higher, not quite a record, but over 11 million. Folks, there are plenty of jobs out there. This is why the wage worker has the power. This is why wages are inflating. This is a big part of what I think the inflation cycle is that nobody is talking about, but we bring it to you every week on this channel. Uh, I want to go back to a conversation we had with um, Greg Dickerson on Monday. If you haven't seen the video where Greg talks about the great deleverage, you need to watch that. I've been thinking about this for four days, right? The great deleverage, this is the Fed retreating from the market. We've already talked about Jerome Powell becoming Paul Volcker, which means the retreat will happen faster. What will that mean to stocks, crypto, single family or residential homes, multifamily, bonds, gold, there has been a lot of easy money made the last 18 months. I suspect it won't be as easy the next 18 months. 
it is a time to look yourself in the mirror and figure out, are you positioned for the great deleverage? And I really appreciate Mr. Greg Dickerson for sharing that with us. Folks, Evergrande officially defaulted, officially defaulted on dollar-denominated bonds. I told you this was coming. Again, nobody talks about the cash flow statement until a company gets in trouble. Evergrande's sales have fallen off a cliff. And when you do that and your cost structure stays the same, debt, suppliers, employees, you're dead. It's just a question of how long you can hold your breath. Evergrande has uh, officially defaulted and now the craziness begins. Not only is Evergrande defaulted, but many others have as well. And I'm here to tell you it is going to get worse. The Chinese consumer, the individual, the person who would sign their name on the bottom line of a purchase contract, no longer believes that housing is the path to wealth. They have retreated. They now are likely to become net sellers. Talk about a property development market falling off a cliff. China is in trouble. And really, there's only two things that can happen at this point. One, the central government or CCP or whatever they call themselves can let it burn. Just let it burn and let it just, just, it's, it's, it's going to be bad. Or they can come in and be some kind of artificial floor. Now the question is, what do they want to do? I suspect they are going to let it burn. At least for a while. I suspect it is going to burn so bad that they are forced to enter the market. Right now, they're going to sound strong and we're going to let Evergrande fail. They were over leveraged, the three red lines, blah, blah, blah. But when it starts taking down 80, 90% of the property developers and now you have individual citizens in China selling apartments at 50% off, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Because again, there's a lot, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in China because the individual consumer, they've stopped buying Starbucks coffee for five, six, seven, eight bucks, whatever it is. Right? They've stopped shopping on Alibaba. The consumer is burying money in the yard because they're scared. That is not good. That is not good. I do have a question for you. I don't tell anybody this. This is this is I agree with AOC and Elizabeth Warren on one thing. I do believe that lawmakers should not be allowed to trade individual stocks. You want to trade ETFs or portfolios? You know, go for it. Indexes. I do not believe. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But hey, a good idea is a good idea. Give them credit. AOC and Elizabeth Warren, I agree with you. I do not believe lawmakers should trade individual stocks. It just, it's just, and it has never been. It's not like this is a new thing. This has never been a good look. And for that matter, I don't think the Federal Reserve should be able to trade individual stocks. If you are in power and you can see things coming that others can't, you should not be able to trade individual stocks. You should still trade ETFs and index funds and all of that. I get it. But yes, you know what? I actually feel okay about this. AOC and Elizabeth Warren, you're right. That is a good idea. I agree with you. We haven't done that a lot, but I agree with you on this topic. 
Something going on in China that, again, is showing you what's going on at the consumer level. Vegetables. Vegetables, right? Food. 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 Just food. Up 30.6%. Pork's up 12%. Eggs up 20%. Food inflation is a worldwide problem. So, yes, it is... Um, it's, it's impacting everyone, and we need to get ahead of this, and we need Jerome Powell, you need to become Paul Volcker and get out of the market. You have created asset inflation, and as Greg says, we need the great deleveraging. So uh, this is going to be an interesting 18 months. At this point, uh, I've seen folks like Jim Cramer from CNBC. He thinks we are entering the roaring 20s. Jim? What have the last 18 months been? Have those not been the roaring 20s? Really what I see at this point is the economy getting strong and will get stronger from here, which is kind of Jim point, Jim's point, or is it a head fake, as I believe? Here's the deal. If you've been following my channel for any length of time, you know I am generally positive. I, I'm a generally half glass, the glass is half full kind of guy. I unfortunately believe that we are setting up the greatest head fake of all time. Q4, right now, we are coming out of a crisis. People are spreading their wings. It's the holiday season. They didn't really do it last year. They are spending money. We gave $5 trillion away over the last 18 months. About 1.6 or 1.4, depending on how you read, was stocked away. That is now being spent. Why is it being spent now? Because the media keeps telling us there's shortages everywhere. If you're told there's shortages of drinking water, what do you do? You go get drinking water. If there's shortages of toilet paper, what do you do? You go get toilet paper. If you are told there's shortages of toys, what do you do? You go buy toys. And you buy toys not on sale. You pay full retail. So that's what I think is happening right now. We, we, the, this quarter will have blockbuster numbers, but that is because we are burning off the savings of consumers who stocked it away. And I do believe it's, it's trouble next year. I do not see the roaring 20s. I think what we just saw was a pretty good 18, maybe 24 months. I do not have a great feeling about what's coming. But as always, I do this every day. My opinion might change. There we go. Don't know if you saw this, but it looks like Chicago. Chicago is investing $1 billion in affordable housing. Uh, one of the articles, you guys always ask for who I read. One of the things I check out every morning is The Real Deal. Uh, that is a site that talks about all things kind of big multifamily. Well, Chicago's investing $1 billion in affordable housing. Uh, 24 developments. Um, and to 2,428 units, uh, that is, uh, I did the math, that is $412,000 a unit. I do not know anything about the Chicago uh, market, uh, but $412,000 a unit seems expensive, but maybe it's not. Again, I don't know Chicago at all. Maybe, I don't know, Chicago is a big city. Maybe 412 is okay. But yeah, uh, again, Chicago is investing $1 billion in affordable housing. Uh, just to keep you up to date on things, I am writing as many offers as I can because I want to get the deal of the decade, kind of tell you about three that I signed last night. One was on an overpriced unit. Um, let me get these right. Overpriced, 1231 cash. Yeah. One of them was overpriced. Uh, this is an offer uh, that is an estate 
what I did there is I gave them their price, but I gave them my terms. So again, it's overpriced. It's been on the market a long time. I gave them their number, but I need seller financing to make it work. Number two, uh, my agents in Fresno are doing great work. They found a few properties that said need to close by 1231. So you bet your bottom dollar I wrote cash offers below asking on those. And then finally, there's a property that was listed uh, that I actually offered asking for uh, that has some city issues. Apparently, the city uh, does not like how the garage was built. It needs to be torn down and other things. So lots of hair and issues on that one. So yes, I'm doing the work just like all of you because I want to get that deal of the decade and I do think this is a special time to do it. Um, that's what I think I got. Yeah, that's what I got for you today. Just so you know, Jonathan Twanley can't talk today at 7.30 a.m., which is about 14 minutes. So I will be doing a surprise live stream. Uh, I have a topic that I've been working on for a little while, inspired by April Crosley. Uh, She put out a uh, post on Facebook yesterday, and she inspired me to take some notes. So uh, we're going to do a live stream for about a half hour, uh, thanks to April Crosley. If you don't know who she is, Check her out. I think it's Lazy Girl REI. Uh, and she is not lazy by any stretch. She's a wonderful, wonderful role model and somebody I look to uh, as a mentor of mine. So, or yeah, she's my mentor. Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Remember, we are going to help a million people. We are going to do it together. Like, comment, trick the algorithm, leave seven comments. I don't know. Share with other people, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Uh, let's get this positive things going. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.